You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello, welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. This is Rebecca, and this is Real Talk with Rebecca and Corey. Today, we are going to be talking about how to be more productive. So, Corey. What do you think is the problem with not being productive? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Multiple. Multiple (laughs) answers. Um, I think uh, you can have problems in every area if you're not productive in one area. So maybe your house is trash or your office is trash. You're not organized. Or I know for me, if I get off track in one area, more than likely that's going to affect me in other areas. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge, that stands out to me for just personally speaking. It's like, oh, I don't have order. I have to create order. Okay, now I can do this or I can do that. So I think, and it it has a lot to do with your attitude too. You know, you, you feel good. You do a little bit of something. In fact, yesterday, it's funny, my son was homesick. And he didn't go to work. So now he's used to working. And he's like, I feel terrible and I don't work. I feel like a loser. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, tidy up your room. He actually did. When I came home. He had already done it. So he now understands that feeling of what it feels like to be productive. He's only been there for a couple of weeks and he already knows what that feels like. That's so true. Because once you're in a new environment, you have to kind of create like a new rhythm and things too. Right. You know, my husband, he makes our bed every day in the morning because there was somebody who did a talk, uh, some general or something. And I heard it. Yeah. So it's about if you make your bed in the morning, then at least if nothing else, you were productive and it kind of sets the tone for your day it does. about being productive so that you can not waste away the day because certainly, especially in today's day and age with social media and just the demands of life and everything that we allow into our life. It is no longer simple. I mean, we have to actually make our life simple intentionally because it is, there's just so many moving parts and especially with the the wives and the husbands both working out of the home and, or, or people in single homes like you where you're, you're providing everything. And so you have to do everything. Right. So I think that we have to just be really careful because it's very easy. This is what I like to talk about is that you can get into survival mode and we don't want to get to the end of our lives and feel like we didn't do the things that were important to us. That this is a story that I tell about my mom. So I don't know if you know, Corey, but my mom uh, got cancer and it's been now over eight years ago, nine years ago when her diagnosis was. And she had gotten a diagnosis out of nowhere and they basically told her you have three months to live. And it was so heartbreaking because my mom looked at me and she said, I hate that I'm dying when I feel like I just started living. Mm. She had spent her entire life in survival mode, taking care of the kids, Mm. working multiple jobs, just trying to get ahead so that she could take a breath you know, and how many of us are like that. And, and this is the problem is that we can stay in that survival so long that we never really get to living. And so what I want to focus on today as we're talking about productivity 
is I want us to be thinking about how can we be productive in the things that really matter to us so that we can live how we want to live, so that we don't have regrets at the end of our lives, so that we can say that we lived our life well and right. we're happy with how, how it went. And, and so that's what I really hope that today can be, is, is a time for us to really talk about why it's important for us to, to try to be productive at the things that are really going to make a difference, that are going to make the money, that are going to, you know, make memories, things right. like that. Yeah, and to, to use your time in a way that has impact. Yeah. Not just, uh, you know, I mean, this morning I was feeling tired which we all feel that way sometimes. But this morning I was just like zapped of energy mm -hmm. and I was supposed to go to the gym. I was overwhelmed by my day. My day hadn't even started. And I was already like, Oh my goodness, how is this going to happen? And I'm already tired and blah, blah, blah. You know? So I started on that negative kind of um, banter was happening in my head. And I had a shift of, I was excited to do this. That was inspiring to me to know that this was on my calendar for later and I thought, you know, I don't want to postpone it. I don't want to stay inside on this beautiful day. Yeah. I don't want to. I want to participate. I want to participate in my day. And I'm going to. Got mm -hmm. up, got in the shower. And I basically just took the approach of, you know, one thing at a time. It's fine. I have the energy to do everything I need to do. It's going to be fine. But I want to feel, you want to feel good at the end of the day. You want to feel productive. Yeah. I don't want to laze around on my Thursday on a beautiful, sunny Thursday, you know? Yeah. And I think that it's about defining what is productive for you too, right. because everybody has like a different version of that. So for me, I'm a high achiever. I believe you're a high achiever as well. So for me, productivity, as far as feeling like I moved myself forward to make a difference in the world, like that's how serious I take it. Right. So when I look at my day, I feel really good if I've done something like this. Like I've recorded a podcast. I put something out into the world that I feel like can make an impact on somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I've spent really good quality time with family or friends laughing and making memories. To me, that's productive because right. I was living. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's one of my core desired feelings like we brought up last week is those core desired feelings. One of mine is being productive. Not everybody is like that, though, because some people are just in their moments and they don't need to feel like they got anything done in the same way that I do or you might. So we're different, right? Right. Yeah. And that, I think that goes back to the self-awareness and understanding what makes you feel good and how where do you feel balanced and what makes you excited about your day, your life here, you know, mm -hmm. how you spend your time. There's so many different ways to look at it and you just, you know, don't waste it. Don't waste a day. Don't waste an hour. Oh, I love that. And, and time is precious, right? Our time, every, all the time that we have. And I think that sometimes we start viewing it like we do have an unlimited amount of time, but we only hear for, we don't know how long, but it is a limited time for sure. And so what are we going to do to make our life matter to us and those around us while we're here? So what are those things? And what are you going to do to enjoy it? Like you said, you know, yeah. laughing with your kids or spending time here or sometimes just for me getting lost in a great conversation with another agent around the office. I don't feel like that's a waste of my time. No. This is my life. Like I am living my life. I love the people I work with. 
I love the culture of my office. You know, I really try to enjoy everything, everything that I do. And that to me is productive. And you got to have some work in there. You got to get some work done. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just be like, oh, I had a lot of great conversations today. Yeah. You know, so it's the, it's the combination of it all. I agree. So when we think about what are some areas of organization, so how can we, to be as productive as possible, what are some things that you think that one should or could do to organize their life in a way that would help them to be more productive? I think routine is crucial. Having a good routine, a realistic routine, something that is sustainable is important because you can't expect to get everything done in a day. I learned about, about myself, like there are certain things that I don't do during the week because it's the work week. So I don't usually do laundry. I don't do any, you know, I don't do any cleaning. I don't clean bathrooms. I don't do anything like that because that's going to take away from my work day. Right. I can do that later. But my routine of getting up and having a cup of coffee and enjoying it and writing in my journal and listening to a sermon, that's how I start. Yeah, that's very productive. But yeah, exactly. Because that's where I get my mindset, right? Yeah, you're being fed. Yeah. And then I'm, I plan my day, you know, and I, I set out to do my day in a way that is efficient, hopefully. But I think routine, even evening routine is important to me because if you aren't productive in the evening because you don't have a routine, you're kind of, you're not going to have a good morning. It kind of spills over to the next day and then you're just in this reactive mode. So I think having a routine and being proactive and understanding like these are the things I need to do to have a good day tomorrow and be productive is crucial. Yes. Like what am I wearing? What am I eating? You don't have to have every detail planned out, but you need to have an idea of what you're going to do. Because if you have a lack of planning, well, that's your fault. (laughs) You know? Yeah. You're all over the place. That's one difference between high achievers and people who just kind of spin their wheels Mm -hmm. is that they are more intentional about like making decisions that they can then repeat whether it's what they're going to eat. Like I know somebody who's a multimillionaire and she eats salad every single day for two reasons. She wants to be healthy and because it's easy. She doesn't even have to think about it. And I got these eating well meals and it's so easy for me to just grab that and know that that's a healthy option for me and that I can just go grab one of those. It's easy, simple, productive, right? Because I don't have to think about it. You're not wasting two hours trying to figure out what you're going to eat for lunch. Right. And then some of the things that you talked about, I'm like, oh, well, that's really productive because it builds your day. Like if you're starting out your day with that, that nice cup of coffee, like my husband, and I have our coffee time in the morning and in sometimes life tries to take that away from me. And I fiercely protect that time. I tr- really try to make that connection with him in the morning. And we've had to be a little more thoughtful about having conversation and drinking our coffee rather than being on our phones and scrolling or something. But it it really sets a good tone for my day because I can feel like I've started my day a little more relaxed and not so hurried. So that sets a good tone. And then I make sure that I exercise in the morning. So I exercise at 8 a.m. every morning. I used to get up at 5.30 and exercise, but then I was so tired. and I just felt like that wasn't setting a good tone for me because even though I was doing it and it was a good discipline, I was too tired. (laughs) And So it was like either really go to bed a lot earlier. So it was easier for me to just move yeah. my exercise time to a later time in the morning that worked and felt better. But then, of course, because I'm choosing to exercise, then I'm more productive because I've done something good for my body that's given me energy. And doing those things that fill you up 
and give to you so that it's like a building block of being productive. Yeah. I love the building block concept because it's so true. I think, I mean, how you start your morning is a lot of times how your day is going to unfold. If I'm off track in the morning, it's like, Oh, that really messes me up. Out of balance. Totally. Cause like, think about it for me. I don't know if this is like it for you, but I know that if it is a day that I get up and I'm like, okay, hair up, comfy clothes, you know, like the comfier, the clothes that I get in, it kind of set in the tone for the day. (laughs) And I do like to dress comfortable, but I've been really trying to make a concerted effort to have clothing that is prettier and it's still comfortable, but it's not like loungy, you know, because I work from home. It's easy for me to be very, very loungy, not put on my makeup. And I notice that too. If I get ready, I have something to do where I need to get ready and do my hair and makeup, then it makes me more productive hands down. I just feel like I'm more like, well, hello, Rebecca, there you are. Because when I'm in my makeup and lounge clothes, I'm not in my full power. So yeah, you're not, it, especially for a woman. I mean, you are not going to be as productive in your bathrobe with your hair up. <laughs> Most of us. Yeah. You're just, I mean, it's, it's statistically proven. They've taught this stuff to us as realtors. Like they said, there's, there are statistics that prove that realtors that come into the office make produce, you know, they make more money because you're professionally dressed. You're in a professional mindset. Yeah. So when you work from home, you have to create that professional mindset for yourself. Right. And that does affect your productivity because it's all on you. You, you are your, you have your own dress code, so you can wear whatever you want. And, um, you have to set those standards for yourself. And I totally agree because if I laze around the house, it's it's not good. good. (laughs) Right. Totally. And you're like, how did, how did I end up with popcorn in my lap? Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm just gonna call it a day <laughs> yeah yeah and, and it's like when I get up tired and I want to be comfy because I'm just not really ready to get going then it's like I just find myself compromising throughout my day and I'm thinking yes. about when can I maybe take a nap when am, and not to say that those things aren't good because I love my myself a good nap yeah but I I just feel like it is it, it is definitely worth it to Give yourself some kind of that routine that you were talking about to set your tone. And so I yeah. really thinking about that for yourself. What, what does that need to look like? Yeah. I, this is one thing that I'm still weekend. I, I started dressing a little bit better, but I need to get ready. I need to get up an extra 15 minutes and get ready because I'll get ready later in the day if I have something going on. Uh-huh. But if I were to get ready in the beginning of the day, I think it would just change everything. Yeah, I agree. It- I, this morning when I was in a little bit of a mental struggle, I was like, well, I don't know exactly what's happening, but I'm getting in the shower. I'm I'm getting ready. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do first, but I am getting ready because I'm not going to lay here in this blah mode of I'm tired because it's just going to feed itself. And like you said, it's nothing wrong with being tired and and taking a nap or taking a rest day if you need it. But I just don't feel like I really needed it. I felt like I was more mentally a little overwhelmed. And so the fastest way to kick yourself out of that overwhelmed state is to just do something. Instead of thinking about all the things you do, you need to do, do something. Yes, absolutely. Like tick something off the list. Tick something off the list. Yeah. And I think too, having clarity of something that can keep you from being productive is being overwhelmed, right? So I love, love, love this tactic of just mind dumping. Just take a piece of paper out and start writing everything down. Get it off of your mind so that your brain can relax. Because as long as it's rolling around in there and you're telling it that it's important, 
right. and you care about it, then it's going to keep rolling it around for you. And so get it down on paper and then you have a much better ability to be like, okay, what is the most important thing out of all of these things? What can, what do I have control over? You can ask yourself some questions. So I love just using pen and paper and mind dumping. And we were talking, chatting a little bit about you have a daily journaling process. Yeah, I journal. My kids tease me. My, my daughter's like, better get spiral. Mom might have a thought because I write in spirals, you know, <laughs> I, do. I write every, if I'm upset, I write. If I'm happy, I write. If I'm praying, I write. I mean, it's just what I do. Yeah. So I have a little one in my purse because I like to write, not type on my phone. So right. I would prefer to write. So um, yeah, that's super important to me. And I even write, you know, if I'm in a funk, I'll make a list of all the things I'm thankful for. Because it's so many things and it, I mean, you really have no reason to be sitting around having a pity party. Right. So it's like, oh, I have running water and indoor plumbing and I have heat and I'm safe. And I mean, it's endless the right. that you can give thanks for. So that, that helps a lot. And it's kind of like an exercise. One time when I was really, really, really in the, the heat of like financial struggle, I walked around the house and wrote down all the things that I had. Oh, wow. I could be thankful for. And I mean, it was ridiculous how many, I mean, honestly, toilet paper, clothes. I mean, it sounds silly, but some people don't have these things. Right. It's brilliant because it switches your mind from a lack mindset to an abundant mindset. And when you're coming from a place of abundance, when, when you think about it that way, it begins to make you feel better and good rather than focusing on the lack. So that makes me think about to be productive, you're going to be your most productive if you feel good. So I have a saying that's when you feel good, you can do good. And, and, and so one thing that I think as I've learned to, to do what I need to do and become more successful, like where I'm really seeing things starting to happen, you know, in my life, like, okay, it's, it's building momentum. Right. But what I found is when I started focusing on feeling good, and making that a priority instead of always working from a place of desperation or determination and from like an, a place of what I like to call ego where you're just trying to make everybody else think that you have it together where you're really, really struggling. Right. But when you're really truly full and when you're feeling good, then you can get a lot more done. You can make a bigger difference in the world. You show up as a better person for your family and they're going to enjoy being around you more. And don't you're not sparkly. I always call it sparkly. You're not sparkly. If right. you don't feel good. <laughs> I mean, exactly. it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Like, you know, this little light of mine. I mean, it's true. Like your light doesn't shine bright. Your talents don't show. None of that happens if you don't feel good. And you can add, I I've heard it this way. When you look good, no, when you feel good, you look good, you do good. So that goes back to like dressing up, doing your hair, you know, Yeah, it all works hand in hand and you have to do the whole thing, you know? Yeah. So that is something that I talk about when you don't feel like doing anything, then you're in a disempowered state. And right. in order to be productive, you need to be in an empowered state. So what are those things that you can do in an instant to make yourself feel more empowered? And so I know for me, I like sunshine, just going out, taking some deep breaths, being very present and mindful of like the sun on me. I like to say that it's like a hug from God where I just, I feel like the power of the sun and just taking deep breaths, turning on music that's uplifting to your soul, 
And I think sometimes just taking a nap can help and reset and, and put you in an empowered state. If you're in, sometimes I just have to give myself a little time out oh, if absolutely. I'm really disempowered. If you just treat yourself like a little kid. And if you're having a fit, you need a break. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times you're having a meltdown and you're having a fit and you're just tired. Right. You're tired and you power down whether that means zoning out for a little while or whether that actually means falling asleep, you wake up and you're like, oh, actually, it's not that bad. The sky is not falling. Everything's fine. I noticed this little mind trick I play on myself. I noticed it, but now I know how to do it intentionally. So when I have a ton of stuff to do like I did this morning, if I remove everything and say, I don't have to do anything if I don't want to. Exactly. I do that same thing. It's so interesting because when I... I'm basically making too many demands of myself. Yes. So when I decide, I throw up my hands and say, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm just can't handle it. And then I'm like, oh, I feel like doing something now. That is so funny because <laughs> I do that same thing with myself. And maybe this is a mom thing when we have just all these demands all the time and it just gets really overwhelming. But I definitely got to this place where I just started being like, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to cook dinner. I don't have to do dishes. I don't have to do anything. And right. exactly just like you, when I get into that mode of like, just like rebellion of like, I don't have to do anything, then it just gives me like control back that I feel my power back. Yeah, you get your power back. And then you go, oh, I feel like I want to do this now. I'm so yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's a really good, I love that. That's, I forgot that I do that. I've taught it before, but I forgot about it. So it is so powerful. It I love is that. because like this morning, for instance, I mean, I, whenever I feel that way, I kind of like to look and think about why did I feel that way? How can I do better? You know, what, what made me feel that way? How did I get here? So I took my workout out. I threw my workout out the window this morning. So what? Yeah. I, it was, a, it, the reality was I was overbooked. I couldn't do it all. Something had to give. Yeah. Something had to give. I was like, this is not possible. When I took that off of my agenda, everything was just like, oh, it's no big deal. So it's just funny how you can reframe how you're thinking and just one thing can change your whole day. And then I was, I had a wildly productive day. Yeah. And earlier I was like, I can't do this day. I can't yeah, do it. Totally. And I know that I was all, I was so good at overcommitting myself all the time too, because I didn't, I think I'm capable of so much more than I am. But um, basically I got to a place where I was, always saying yes to everything. And I never wanted to disappoint anyone. And I had so much ego about not letting people down and people pleasing and people knowing that, that I was a real deal, that they could take me seriously, that I was so afraid to ever cancel on somebody, even when I should, you know? So then now I, I have no problem with asking somebody's forgiveness for like, I'm so sorry. I just cannot do this today. After all, I really right. hoped that I could, I tried, but is there any way that we could reschedule this? And I mean, I think that there's sometimes that you have to make those commitments and you have to stick to those commitments and you can't right. lean out of them. But there's also things that we've said yes to that don't really matter in the big scheme of things. They're just, you're doing it for somebody else or it's, it would be nice if kind of a thing. And, and so I've gotten better at allowing myself the grace to bow out of something that I previously committed to. Right. And it's fine. It's no yeah. big deal. We yeah. just make it a big deal but it's not a big deal. It's like, I'm really tired. Can this, can, can this be done tomorrow? And yeah. uh, people are always like, yeah, that's fine. 
It's no problem. Yeah, people give you so much more grace than you give yourself, right? Absolutely. It's like, okay, I spent hours stressing over having that conversation and it's no big deal. So I've gotten easier, a lot. it's gotten a lot easier with me too. It's like, just go ahead and approach that situation now and say, okay, this is overwhelming me. I can't do it today. Or mm-hmm. I'm so sorry I overbooked myself. People are always so, I mean, they're gracious. They really yeah. are. They and then we just have to start getting better at not overbooking ourselves and saying yes to the right things and and no to the things that aren't really going to move the needle forward that it, again, even, you know, people asking for your help or things that people want you to attend or be a part of, we have to get to a place where we are making better decisions about what's best for us and what is important to us. And sometimes I know that I used to socialize way too much or I used to talk on the phone way too much to my friends and my friendships do matter to me. But I recognize that me repeating the same story throughout the day, I was literally on the phone for like four hours a day. And because I was at home and kind of bored, not having interaction with people and I am a social person, that was kind of in one way fulfilling that social piece of me. But on the other way, it was wasting time and it was exhausting me, especially if there were problems in my life that I was sharing with each individual friend, because I was reliving all of those problems. Over and over, right. It was ridiculous. This is terrible. Let me tell you all about it. Again. Yes. And then it's like you get all worked up talking about it and everything. And yeah. so it's really bad, but I, I've definitely gotten better at not committing myself to as many things. And if I get excited in the moment and I say yes to something, then I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said yes to that. Yeah. And I, And I think what you just said really speaks to productivity as well as like recognizing what your time suckers are and where you're really spending a lot of time. And it's okay that you're doing some of that, but maybe, okay, not so much of that. That's time you could be using productively, you know, and just kind of taking a look at maybe keep a, keep track of, you know, what you're, what you've been spending your time on. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like a budget. It's like looking at your time, like you would your budget. Right. Where are my time wasters? Where, what is sucking all my time? And sometimes it's even like people driving their kids around because their kids are in so many activities where it's like, how can I get help with that? Or how could I start saying to my kid that you you don't need to do every single thing under the sun all the time? Because it is, it can be very time consuming. Or if you have to be in the car, how can you make that a productive time in the car? Either really having a intentional engagement with your child where it's it's good time for you or I really love to have trainings and podcasts and things on in my ear when I'm in the car so it's like a traveling university so at least I feel productive if I have to drive I'm either going to have a phone call with somebody that I've been meaning to call or I'm going to have a podcast in my ear and then there's definitely times that I have on like my praise and worship music, but most of the time I'm choosing a podcast just because I just love my podcast and I have so many that I follow now. So that is something that we could do too, is if I have to, to do this thing that is kind of feels like a time waster, it isn't as important to me, but I have to do it. How can we kill two birds with one stone kind of a thing? Right. If I have to do the dishes. I'll either listen to a podcast or I'll talk about it. You know, I always have a sermon on when I'm cooking or, I mean, it's just like part of the process now because I like it and I feel like I'm learning something. You are. feeding myself with good stuff while I'm doing the dishes, which is not too exciting to do the dishes, you know? (laughs) And and we don't have to really think too much when we're doing the dishes. So we're Lots of (laughs) Or having, my friend started having her kids 
each. She has three kids. And so she would have one of them cook with her each time. And she would really spend that quality time with them, which I thought was really brilliant. That's awesome. I agree. So one other thing that I was thinking about that really keeps me from being productive. And I really had to work on this is multitasking because I have a little bit of an ADD brain and I, I, I'm really messy when I, if you saw me in the kitchen, it's ridiculous. I even told um, my niece who lives with us, I was telling her it would be a fun game if we just did a, how many times can Rebecca drop something while she's cooking or spill something? It's, it's ridiculous. I'm a mess, but I am very much a multitasker. So as much as I found ways that I can multitask in an appropriate way by killing two birds with one stone kind of a thing then I also have found that when I really need to focus on something that I cannot be multitasking. Like I need to. All the experts say that multitasking is a no. Right. For productivity. Yeah. They interviewed, I read some article where they had interviewed all these CEOs of companies and the multitasking thing was not how they operate. No, that is not how they operate. It's a myth that you get more done when you're multitasking. You do not. You're just running around little circles, like a little. Like a hamster in a wheel. <laughs> and I had heard somebody mention it the other day about how we all used to put, I'm a great multitasker on like your resume or something. And I mean, I haven't done a resume for 20 years, but it is true that we used to pride ourselves in that just like we used to pride ourselves in busy. And I think that we really have, because life has brought so much more opportunities into all of our lives, we really are so interconnected now and things are just different and a faster pace and more more ability to get more done in a day because of technology and whatnot, that we have to realize that the multitasking and being busy doesn't work. You're more relaxed too when you don't. You're just more like I tell myself, you know, just one thing at a time. Just you don't have to have your phone. You don't have to check your phone every two minutes while you're doing this. Just do this. And I've found that I'm much more chilled out if I'm just doing a task, mark it off the list, do a task, mark it off the list. Yes. And so many of us have trained our brain to be multitasking or like if the phone dings, that means you pick it up and you look and you know, you have to untrain your brain from what, so I literally almost have to slap my own hand (laughs) when I'm trying to focus on something. And I take certain tactics of shutting things down so that there aren't going to be any dings or things. That yeah. I have my phone on silent almost all the time. Yeah. I did that a long time ago because I would lose my mind if right. my phone was dinging and ringing because it's endless. It's it's and what I've learned in real estate is that, you know, when you have clients reaching out to you, it's always an emergency for them, but you cannot get anything accomplished. Like you'll, you'll literally be working in their file doing everything that they're asking you about. Right. And you're trying to text them and email them and tell them that you're doing all these things when it's just much more effective to go get it, to get it all done and then text them or call them and say, Hey, this is what I've done today. You know, so we, because of cell phones, we've created this ridiculous dynamic where we all think that someone has to be responsive to us immediately. Exactly. While we're, driving, while we're at home at all hours. I mean, it's, it's bananas. And I just stopped. I just stopped. I was like, yeah. What are you going to do? The worst thing you can do is fire me. That's the worst thing you could do. And I just don't think you're going to fire me because I didn't respond to you fast enough. Yes. And I know that I used to, I was in this habit of like, I have to do it now, now, now. Because when I was in direct sales, 
I was so afraid to drop the ball because I don't remember things mm -hmm. that if I didn't do it now, I might forget. And it caused so many problems between my husband and I actually, because I was always on my phone right. and, and my, it was a big joke in my family of like, mom is always busy and on her phone and, and not present. And right. you know, that's very sad because I wasn't present for my life. I was so engaged in helping everybody else and being responsive to them. And that was controlling me. And like you said, it wasn't even anything that couldn't wait. And so I definitely like make tech, make, don't answer phone calls. Don't respond to texts right away. I'll try to leave them unread so that they remind yeah, me I um, if I set, if I need to do something, I set an alarm right away to remind myself to get back to it. Right. Because I know that I don't have a great memory and that's fine. Mm -hmm. So I have to capture a way to remind myself if I'm not taking care of it right there. But yeah, I definitely, I've gotten better about that. And I think that that's really helped me to do more good things in my life because I could have just stayed busy and right. busy, busy doing nothing is what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you've gotten, you've gotten nothing done and really busy. Busy yeah. is not the goal. Busy yeah. is not the goal. I all. used to think that busy made me important. But yeah. now I realize if I really want to feel like how I want to feel successful and be the person that I want to be, then I need to have a lot more free time because yeah. I know if I have more free time and downtime, then I'm really doing things right. I'm focusing on the things that are important. I'm getting the things done that are really going to move the needle and I'm having time for me and I'm having time for my family and I'm having right. downtime, right? You know, margin yeah. time. I said that, you know, when I was you know, newer in real estate, I was like, I did not sign up for this so I could be consumed and work all the time. Right. But ridiculous. We don't, I didn't, I mean, maybe some people do, but if you're going to work for yourself, like I thought the goal was to not have to work all the time. Exactly. So I'm always trying to figure out how I can make more money and work less. Yes. My, my continuous goal is how can I work less? How can I, how can I work less? Exactly. I even with, when I do calls with people, I, instead of doing hour long slotted calls, I started doing 40 minutes because what I found is I could do what I needed to do in 40 minutes mm -hmm. rather than, rather than it taking an hour of my time. Right. And this, that's something that I learned from Brooke Castillo of the life coach school. She's very wise, has amazing advice. Mm -hmm. And she talked about that we will take as long by human nature. We will take as long as we're given to complete a task. Yeah. Like the theory of time and there's, it's a, it's a, there's a rule about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have two hours to do it. It'll take you two hours. And give exactly. Hour. Amazing. Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My daughter had a science project yesterday and she had an hour to do it and she got it done. Yeah. And I've seen her do this time and time and time again. Now it doesn't feel good when you're in that space of like, I have, you, you backed yourself into a corner and you have to now get it done. So it's right. nice to plan ahead. But if you give yourself too long of a time frame, you'll take that long and you're not being as productive. Well, and if you give yourself no time frame, then of course you're just going to be like, I can do this right. anytime this week. And then you find yourself Friday afternoon like, wow, <laughs> I have not done this because you exactly. gave yourself a whole week. You know? Yeah. And that's why people who write books, they mm -hmm. will give themselves like, I'm going to write this many words. Mm -hmm. And so as long as it takes them to write that many words, that that's kind of the productivity goal. And so when we're looking at doing something and we've maybe put it in our calendar to do something, we want to look at it as a productivity goal of like, what do you want to accomplish in that time? Not what do you want to work on and do? Because you could be fiddling around with email and tech problems or whatever. Yeah. What is it that you want to accomplish? 
because then that's going to give you that measurable result as of if you accomplish what you set out to do, if you were productive or not productive, but some kind of a right. tracking. Absolutely. I agree. Two deadlines. I know for me, because I'm an unstructured person, I am not a completer by nature. I get very excited to start things and then to finish it takes a real extra measure for me. <laughs> Even like something as simple as cleaning the kitchen. Right. It is like, I will empty the dishwasher, maybe load the dishwasher, but I don't like our counters, you know, yeah. like, because right. I'm like on to something else, you know? And so it's a big joke in my family that I don't wipe counters and everybody knows right. that. Right. So that's just an example, <laughs> but it takes a real concerted effort on my part to complete something 100%. I'm like a 98 percenter, you know, 80 yeah. percenter. Yeah. And then I stop. So I've had to push myself to really complete the things that I started and I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Well, and it sounds to me like that can be a habit that yeah. you can create for yourself that you've recognized it and you want to do better. And so you will do better. And, right. you know, it's, I totally get that. And it's always fun in the beginning. And then you're like, I was doing goodie bags the other day and I'm like, Oh, this was so, such a fun idea. <laughs> Pain in the butt. After I made a couple, I was like, these are going to take longer than I expected. And they're still half done, but I've gotten better at the follow through is what I call it. Like go all the way through, go yeah. all the way through. You spent money. You had a great idea. It's not less of a great idea because you're not finished or you're at the end. It's still a great idea. You're just not feeling it like you did when you started. So when I first started, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cute. This is going to be so cute. And I tell everybody and I tell my kids and everybody's excited. I buy the supplies cause that's fun. Also, yes, you actually get down to the, to the work part and then delivering those is the, the, the real work part. Right. But that's where the reward is, is in yes. the completion, not the idea phase and the beginning phase. It's in the completion. So, so true. I was going to say, it just reminded me of something I had written down because, you know, they always say, you know, you've never really arrived in life. You haven't, you've never arrived, but if you start something and you finish it, you've arrived in that particular area. And so to me, that's like, I really struggled with that when I was a new agent, but now it's like, I'll have a good idea and I will do it. I will actually do it all the way through to completion. That's and then good. I can look at my actions and go, wow. Yeah, I did that. That's yeah. I, that's so true because the resistance comes and we talked about this in your anatomy of a goal mm -hmm. podcast is the resistance comes when you really start getting close to the rewards. Right. And so I even had my mentor talking to me, and this is something that I've done, is I spent a year of my life, Corey, and, and again, this is about the time thing, not giving yourself like a time limit, right? But I, I did get it done, but I didn't give myself the appropriate amount of times. Mm -hmm. It took me a year to create my course. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. I, I also moved in between. I was, right. there were things going on. Life was happening. You probably could have done it in 90 days or less. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There was no reason why it should have taken me a year. It just, it did because I was kind of doing in the cracks of time, whatever, but I did get to a place where I finished that. But basically there are different, just like with anything, like you were saying, there's still, it's still a process. I'm not done with the process because I still have to create a successful funnel for selling my course. And that is where I hit my resistance. And I couldn't even tell you why I was not posting on my social media to do this, why I wasn't doing the other things that I need to do, which I'm now creating a webinar 
for selling my course. But I wasn't doing that because I had some subconscious resistance going on. And even she challenged me last week after we had a call and she said, now I'm going to challenge you to start doing the important thing. And that is getting your podcast out there and talking about advertising the webinar that's coming up because that is ultimately going to be that one funnel that you need to sell your course. And I, of course, was agreeable to it. And I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. Logically, I can see that I do it. But the moment, (laughs) the moment that I went to try to post something on social media, and I've actually not been posting on social media that much for the last six months. And I think it has to do with this because I can just tell myself, well, I'm not really on social media right now. I'm taking a break. I'm doing other things. But really, it was because that's what I needed to be doing. Yeah, it's just just totally avoiding it, but not even consciously. It was a subconscious avoidance of a resistance of if I put myself out there and I create this funnel, then this is going to be a make it or break it. This idea is either going to work or it is not going to work. And you're scared. Yeah. And like instead of us getting to that place to see whether we're going to have success or we have to tweak something, we don't get to that place where we have to, to face it. And so I think that that is, is huge for us to follow it through. I think the most important thing that stands out to me as what I've, what I've learned is it doesn't matter what the outcome is. No. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that you did it. So you did it, you fall on your face, and then you're presented with something else. Yes. Something new, something that's even, or it could be wildly successful, you don't know. But if it's not successful, you will have taken another step. Exactly. You won't get to any of it if you don't follow through. Exactly. So that's what I have to tell myself when something does not result in any business, but it does. It does because it's, you're not measured by, I might go to a networking event and not meet one client. It doesn't matter because somebody's going to call me because I took that action. Yes. So somebody else is going to come from somewhere else. So you don't get reward in the way that you set out to get it. Exactly. That's the beauty of this whole journey is, oh, (laughs) it's kind of like this. It's like, this is not what I had thought it would be or planned. So then you just kind of take the ride and see what happens. So true. I think, wow, this is really incredible unraveling of events just from starting a Facebook live. And you did it though. You had an idea, you executed on it. So that is the lesson. I almost chickened out. I almost chickened out. I told myself, well, it's not really going to matter if I do it or not because nobody's really going to care. And there was like two people signed up for it. So I was like, it's not going to really matter. Right. But it does matter. It doesn't matter who's watching. It matters that I did what I said I was going to do. Right. And, and so that reminds me, I'm not sure if we've spoken about this or not. And I say it, but I think it's really good is I heard from stage once that a woman said you could be standing this close. She put her hand right by her head. Like you could be standing this close to success and you miss it because you quit. And so that's kind of what I want to kind of end on in that it, it isn't the result that you get. It is who you become through the process that aligns you with more in life, but it's also executing fully because you could be standing this close right next to you to success and you would never even know it because you quit. So let's say that productivity is seeing it through to the end and getting stuff done. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so true because that follow through is tricky. It's so tricky. Yeah. And that's, that's really where the reward is. And it's, I mean, you could apply it to the smallest thing like 
washing clothes. You know, you wash clothes and then you don't put them away. And then <laughs> what? You do that too? <laughs> you know, it's like, why did I do this to myself? So it's like you failed on the follow through. Yep. You started. <laughs> yep. I right now, as we speak, I have my clothes to hang on the yeah. end of my bed waiting for me to finish. So I did my laundry, but I did not complete my laundry because I'm still finishing up. And that's something that my husband and I have this running joke of I stage things because uh-huh. it's like, this is stage one. I'm not ready to do the full task. <laughs> and so he's like, why is this sitting on the counter? Or why is this random thing on the stairs? Or oh, that's stage two right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ready to get ready to do something. Maybe you can make some little place cards that say stage one, right. stage two. <laughs> that way the household won't be confused about what's actually going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do that all the time. I do things in stages. So that's actually something else of like, you can get it done in stages. It's, it's not yeah. always that you have to do it from beginning to end in a day or like that's your only focus. It can be in stages, just like me and building my business. I've done things in stages and stages and stages, and I'm still getting things done. But. Right. And if you can't, when you're, when you have another job or you have other responsibilities, you can't let this can't take over your life. Your new endeavor can't take over your life. So it almost has to be broken down into stages because most of us cannot commit two or three days or a whole week to getting something done. True. It's not possible. So you have to like set those little mini goals for yourself and, and continue to take action. But I think it's good to, like you said, uh, don't start too many things because then you're just going to have a bunch of, you're going to have a bunch of stage ones. I definitely am a stage oneer. I, I win in that area for sure. Yeah, a girl, a girlfriend in the office, a fellow agent one time, she said, I'm going to be honest with you, Corey. She's like, I'm really good at starting things, you know, <laughs> and I knew what she was getting at. She's getting at this, like great ideas, fabulous ideas, honestly, but the follow through it, life is happening. Clients are calling you. She, she does a ton of business. So it's like all the interruptions and the, the distractions in this business keep you from the follow through. Right. If you're doing a lot of business, you know, some of that stuff isn't practical and it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But if you're trying to start a business or you're trying to branch out onto a new path, it's crucial. It is absolutely, it has to happen because you've got to, you've got to put yourself out there. Exactly. And I think that that's what makes the big difference between being a six figure earner and beyond compared to just somebody who makes a good income. And I've made good income for a long time, but I'm ready to move into six figures and beyond just myself. I mean, we've made that as a family for a while, but I want to do that myself. And I'm tired of good income. That sounds terrible, but I'm tired of that. I've, I've been there and and it's, it was so good because I was coming from such a place of just absolute desperation. Yeah. That was such an upgrade in my life to be financially just okay. Right. But now I've been okay for several years and I got, what I did was I got a little complacent Mm. last year. I got a little complacent and this year, well, last year I didn't get complacent. It was just like, I had to reevaluate and now I'm kind of reevaluating how I want to make money. Right. So this year is kind of like a a little bit, you know, I've changed my business model a little bit, but, um, this is not what I set out for. This is good, but it's not what I set out for. So then that's where it comes harder becomes harder because you have to now come up with new ideas. Like they say, you know, what got you here will not get you there. (laughs) So these things that I'm doing, this is good. These are good things, but now you got to step it up and you have to figure out what is going to be productive 
for right. you as you're figuring things out here. Yeah. Yeah. Not just throwing money at little things and, and getting involved in all these things that don't make sense. You have to really be very intentional about where you're spending your money and your time because now you've got success. You have some success. So you have to manage that success while also leveling up to that next level of whatever you're trying to achieve. So true. So. And that is hard for some people to manage. Mm -hmm. I think it's more challenging because I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't have to do it. Right. I don't have to. So now I'm in this place of, you know, my life is good. Mm -hmm. This is good enough. Wait, is this good enough? No, <laughs> there's <laughs> always more for sure. Yeah. There's always more. And it's not so much. I was going to say it's not so much money. Of course it's money. <laughs> that always it's helps. Money. I mean, money gives you yeah. more choices. Bottom money line. Is cool. Yeah. I'm very financially driven, but also you know, I'm not willing to sacrifice my life to make money. So therefore you have to make better money in less time so you can still enjoy your life and not be consumed by work. Exactly. Well, because obviously, yeah, I mean, I want to be more productive to make more money so that I can hire help. So I don't have to clean my house. I can have help with healthy meals. I can travel more. And, and so it's, that's just me and my dreams, but I don't, I have a beautiful house. I don't need another bigger house or a nicer cars or anything like that. Now I'm just looking for how can I have more freedom in my life? Like how can I free up my time? And right. And I think that it comes with success is you, you get to a level of success and you're like, okay, I have the money that I set out for. So how do I level up from that? Mm -hmm. And you impact know, more people obviously is always yeah. my goal. Yeah, of course, because you have a gift to share and you can help so many people from what you've learned. And it's, to me, that's the name of the game. It's like, well, I didn't learn all that stuff to not be able to share it. Yeah. And so I was just thinking for me, one of the ways that I measure my productivity and my success is about the lives that I'm impacting. And like, did I make a difference in someone's life today? And that's me because that's what matters to me. So I'm not just all about money, of course because I could feel really good and productive just by having a great conversation with somebody and I get paid nothing. So I don't equate my success or my productivity with money. Really, it's, right. it's for me, it's more about, it was I productive in being the person that I believe I was created to be in this world so that I can get to the end of my life and not have those regrets like my mom did? Yeah, absolutely. When I got my hair, when I went blonde at the beginning of the year, the girl that did my hair, I don't know what I said to her, but <laughs> she called me a couple of weeks later and told me that, well, she wasn't happy at the salon she was at. So we had a long conversation about that. And, you know, I, I basically told her like, you're way better than this. It's like your, your level of customer service, your, your level is way above your surround, your environment. Yeah. And we talked and we talked and we talked about, and we talked about it. And it wasn't like, I kid you not, like a week later, she called me and she's like, girl, I just had to call you. I got a new job. <laughs> you went and got a new job. And it was like, I felt so good yeah. because not only was I blonde and fabulous and loved my hair, <laughs> but I helped her through that. I mean, it was because of me. It was because of how she did my hair. She spent so much time on my hair because she wanted to do a great job and she knew it had to, like, she wanted me to be so happy. She went so above and beyond that in that process, she realized how good she was at what she does. And I told her, I was like, you're just so good at what you do. Like you deserve to be in, surrounded by other stylists who are as good as you mm -hmm. and better. And so it was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't think I would be helping anybody by getting my hair done. Right. But I, because that divine connection 
was there. And then it inspired what I had said to her, inspired her to do something in her life. And I mean, she didn't hesitate. She took a leap. I was like, okay, my goodness. Like just needed the confirmation that you brought. And so we all are messengers of, we're all here to, to be who we were created to be and show up in the world and make a difference in the lives of other people doing what we do best. No money involved. What I paid for my hair was expensive. (laughs) (laughs) That was the, that was the money involved. So I spent money, but the, the, the feeling of making her, uh, I mean, of helping her change her path and get back in alignment with who she needs to become and who she is becoming. Yes also who she already is, you know, cause she deserves where she is right now. But I was just like, Oh my goodness. That's amazing. That was such a great feeling. And I felt like I had such a big part in it. And you know, there's all kinds of opportunities like that Yes. to help somebody. And so if you, if you just say one little thing, it's like, you just never know what you're going to say to somebody that is going to empower them. Yeah. So that's another reason to be productive so that we can free up our time to have time to serve other people. You know, every day I ask for, or every day I affirm that I'm, you know, divinely connected and that, I mean, this is a divine connection. Like it happens, you know, absolutely. You're just like, where'd that come from? Oh yeah. I asked for it. Yeah. And you're, you're programming your mind to look for it. So when it happens, you're like, Oh, okay. This was a divine connection. I'm recognizing that because sometimes we ask for things and then we don't pay attention to when we're actually given them. So good for you that you're paying attention and you're receiving that too. And you're also very open to back to, you made a commitment that you were going to do this. You told a couple of people and you did it. So I guess that would be just what I would love to end on is just reminding people that we just, we just have to do something, do something and something will happen. And so if you're not doing anything, if you're doing a, if you're busy, busy, busy doing nothing, then you need to evaluate what you can do to make your life more productive so that you can do something that would give you productive life. Yeah, absolutely. Don't waste it. No, no, it's too precious. Yeah. Well, another great conversation, Corey. Thanks so much. It's always good.